a HeadGum Podcast. This is the Dumbbells of Personal Fitness Podcast, where we are Eugene Cordero. And me, I'm Ryan Stanger. Have discussions and answer questions on all things health and fitness. This is solely based on our own working experience, a little bit of bro science. So... Please keep in mind that we're not doctors and never claim to be. No, no, you fucking assholes. We're just a couple of guys who love ourselves some fitness. Claim to be doctors in real life, but never on the podcast. Never on the pod. That's just a personal life thing. Out in the real life, me and Stanger go out door to door saying we're doctors. We wear lab coats. We wear a shirt and ties. I wear uh, a Julius Irving jersey. Yeah, he claims to be the doctor of one sport. Uh, where were we? What? Uh, just a couple of dumbbells. Love yeah. yourself some fitness. Want to help, help you with, with yours. yours? And that help can start right now. Uh, what's up, dude? Uh, I think we need to welcome our guest to the weight room. Let's get our guest welcomed. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, Pat Shrick. I'll give him a full name. I'll give him full Patrick. Give him a full Patrick. He can he can decide if from this point forward he wants to be known as Pat or Rick. Ugh. I'm gonna, I don't know. He's not a Rick. Well, gonna, I don't know. I'm venture a guess for Pat. I'm gonna venture a guess for Pat because that's what we have been calling him. All but right. I'm gonna <laughs> give him the full name. No, I'm gonna say Pat Regan. Hey, now, you're bring me in. What do you? Yeah, <laughs> to hey, the next first first caller first time <laughs> caller. Um, do you have you ever gone by? Wait, yeah, I've had a full arc with um, I've had a full arc with Pat versus Patrick. What well, walk us through? And it. it's like not. It's definitely like a story that's still unfolding for sure. It's I, um, still unfolding. It's still, it's still unfolding. The rest is still unwritten. Nasha, Nasha, and God for sure. Um, I um, when I was growing up, I was Patrick Foley to my family uh-huh. and in elementary school, and then I got to high school, and I was like, okay, I have to like make some real deliberate decisions here. Like I have to play this just right. And um, why was middle school just rough? Yeah, I, ready just, to change I it up? knew that I wasn't going to cut it. And I went to a big high school. I just was like, we have to really. You were going to cut it as a Patrick. I, I, yeah, Patrick. I just I was like, well, let's just, let's just take inventory here. Let's go yes. through everything. Let's see how we can kind of mm-hmm. market this. Let's put the charts out. Let's, let's yeah, market this. Let's correctly. do some focus yeah, groups. Yeah, yeah. And let's see what's so, happening. So formatively, I was Patrick. And then I think Pat just felt more like mask kind of in a way that like felt like it would be helpful. And um, mask like the movie mask like the movie, but also like masculine uh-huh, and uh-huh, um, uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> both equally important for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, and so then I like started going by Pat and it was Pat for like all of high school and college. But my internal monologue still Patrick, which is hugely tr- uh, hard. So and does then, that mean that every time somebody goes, hey, Pat, you go, Rick. Underneath? <laughs> no, oh, no, okay. I don't do that, but I do. Because like, that's not internally monologue. That's an external monologue. Yes, but when I'm doing yeah. something crazy, I do in my head. I'm like, what are, we, what are you doing, Patrick? Um, <laughs> <laughs> but then um, it's, I had a moment in um, my used to be 101 class where they, when, you know, when they go through the um, attendance and they're yeah. like, in, for the first day, and they're like, tell me if you want to be called something else. Yes. And he said, uh, Anthony Tamanik was my teacher, and he was like, tell me if you want to be called something else. And he got to me, and for some reason, I had this weird instinct where I was like, say that you go by Owen, which is my middle name. And I almost did that, and I do think Owen's like truly such a hot name. It's a great name. Owen Regan's kind of a porn name. Owen but, um, Regan. I ended up not doing that, but I, I always talk about that moment because it was That just was your weird, shot. That was my shot yeah. to be Owen Regan. And yeah, then... And certainly in show business and comedy, which is kind of what you've ultimately staked your brand on at this point. Somehow, yeah. some way. And yeah. then... um then I, but now like that, now I'm 30, a 30 year old gay man. And I'm like, maybe it's just like be Patrick and lean into that. 
but because it feels, and also there's another. So you I'm, feel like a grown man by using the full thing? Uh, yeah, I think it's more like intellectual for sure. Got like it. Pat Regan. Well, but I, what I like about Pat is um, people, people, when you have a name like Pat, which is kind of like um, common. Yeah. Like um, people always call you Pat Regan. Yeah, if, if your name is Pat, people always call you Pat Regan, even if that's not your last name. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's and, weird. Um, I've heard that. But there's yeah. also triggeringly, there's an I'm from I'm in New York. There's another comedian, Pat Regan, in LA, and he got JFL like three years ago. And I woke up and I had all these like messages of people being like, "Congrats, yeah. at, like, nine. And then at two p.m., another round of messages of people being like, "Oh, sorry, like what are you gonna do about this?" And I was like, "I don't know." <laughs> Just for leprechauns. Just for leprechauns, the, yes, the, the famous yeah. uh, festival. Just for leprechauns, in Canada. Uh huh. And um, I don't know it. Yeah, it's uh, <laughs> it's not for you. It's huge. You walk away yeah, with a yeah. lot. You walk yeah. away with a, a pot, pot of gold. gold. <laughs> <laughs> in the nineties, everyone was walking away with a pot of gold. It's not what it used to be. Um, and new faces, new just f- for leprechauns. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and yes, yeah, so I don't know. I don't know where I am right now with that. But does he go by? So he, goes by he goes by Pat Regan. He does. Everybody call him Pat Regan. I think so. And hmm. he, um, he, his Twitter bio is Babyface Psycho, which is literally my brand. So, so that's like hard. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. We're, we're in a race to SAG. We're essentially in a race to if, if yeah. he, if he gets SAG, I'll have to really sit down and reassess my entire life and go to law school, maybe. At this point, nobody has the SAG name? I, I think no one has the SAG. I don't think he's in SAG. Maybe he's in SAG and I'm already, I'm already kind of like fucked, but. I could. Mm. I still have Owen in my back pocket. Kind of, that's like my kind of my secret little weapon that Owen Regan. About. Yeah, yeah. What about Patrick Owen Regan? I know, but does that sound too much? Like I um, just feel like it's is that a, too Irish for you. Yeah. It's not too Irish, but I think in 2019 uh, we have enough three names. I, I think it would be unhelpful to yeah, add, yeah. add to the mix of three name gays in entertainment. <laughs> oh right, <laughs> you know what I mean. The three name gays. Yeah, I don't want to like take up that. I think yeah. we need to wait a couple years before we add a new one into the mix. <laughs> <laughs> I like both. I like Patrick and Pat. But I feel like I, will, I know less Pats these days. Yes. Really? I Same. feel like everywhere I go, you can't kick a rock without hitting you a You feel pat. like it's the world's lousy well, with Pats? Yeah. Yeah. Mm. You're also kicking a lot of rocks. I, I am. And far. And, yeah. Um, and that's kind of so that's what happened. But wait a minute. So Owen Regan sounds like a porn name to you? Yeah, for sure. A gay porn name. There's lots of like Owen um Reagan. what's a, just because it's just Colby like, Kellner is like a famous porn star. Like they're all kind of like that. Adam Russell, like yeah, Owen Regan could be a porn. I could do porn if my, that was my name. Yeah. And I had a better body. Uh do they do they not uh there's not a lot of like playful Okay, no one really kind of like jumped out of their chair. I was like, you can do porn with your body, you can no, do porn no, with your body. No, 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 it's fine, it's fine. I was I was just thinking of the name stuff. I'm like, oh, no, I think you're perfectly fit. Stop. Yeah, we'll, get into, we'll get into for that. Porn, for porn, you're perfectly fit. <laughs> <laughs> and for life. No. Like for all of it. How ripped are that are are the male porn stars? Very these well, days? there's kind of a dichotomy between um I don't know straight porn, truly, but there's kind of a dichotomy between amateur and professional. Okay. But in the professional stuff, I mean, we're talking about, like, bachelor bodies. Sure. Like the but, bachelor bodies. But amateur is trying to make it look like everybody. Yeah, I don't like there, amateur. Right? I like kind of like a disconnect between reality and porn. Yeah. Like amateur. A little, and a little production value. Yeah. yeah. I like it to feel like kind of like a, it's in the Marvel universe. Yeah, like you need some pro- grips involved in stuff. Uh, yeah, yeah, totally. I don't want to yeah. feel like it's like... Marvel universe. You want <laughs> you want a little bit of disappearing friends. I want you want yeah. Kevin Feige overseeing, <laughs> yeah. making yeah. sure stuff makes sense. You want a sense. raccoon in it. If yeah. pos, if yeah. pos. Um... I yeah, because it's like I think like amateur was all the rage, you know, and then now it's just like it's just boring. There's just like so much like what's happening? Yeah, yeah. You know, it's just like just it's everybody knows everybody's in on it. 
Nobody thinks it's like just happening. Yeah, I don't need right. to watch a reality show. Right, yeah, right, right. There's too many good ones already. Right, I, I watch enough reality TV. I don't sure. need my porn. You don't need it. <laughs> <laughs> That's how I feel. Uh, I like Pat. I, I would stick to Pat Regan. Yeah. It, it, it For, rolls off the tongue. As like a full name, Pat Regan. Yeah, yeah, Pat I think Regan, it does. For right now, for, yeah. t- for today, for today, I'm Pat Regan. And tomorrow, we'll decide about tomorrow. Yeah, but I can't, I can't make that decision until we get there. Till tomorrow. Yeah, and then that'll be today. <laughs> exactly. Um, do you know any other Pats right now? Uh, Marita. Pat Morita. <laughs> I only know Pat Morita. Okay, I already feel like. Do you know who Pat Morita is? No, he was uh, uh, he was Mr. Miyagi. Mr. Miyagi in oh, cool, cool, yeah, cool. yeah. <laughs> so I don't know him. My, my, my he did he did go for a while go by Nuroko too. Nuroki. Oh, oh did he? Yeah. I um, think to kind of capitalize on that. Oh, on his Asian-ness? Yeah. <laughs> I don't think he needed to capitalize on it. I think he just lived in it. No, I, I just meant like the love that people had for oh, right. the, the Miyagi character, sure. I should say. Um, I never saw that film. You never seen the first Karate Kid? No, I never thought it's, film. It's, it's what a about the, watch. The, new, the newer version of it with, um, with no, um, not even Jaden that. Smith? Not I enjoyed that. that one, too. Did you? I, I like Jackie Chan. So I love Jackie Chan. I'm fine yeah. with Jackie Chan. I love the Mortal Kombat movies. Not that's no one's that we were just talking about was in them, but I love the Mortal As Kombat As a mar- martial arts movie? Yeah. Do you mean like the ones... I mean regular and Annihilation. Oh, really? Yeah. The I don't one even know with... if I've seen Annihilation. You, 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 you have seen... a lot of thoughts on uh, oh my the God. original. <laughs> yeah, I do. <laughs> what are your thoughts? Well, the guy who played Raiden, uh-huh. um, who is uh, uh, Chris... Christopher Lambert. Lambert. Yeah, Christopher Lambert. Lambert. He's like a <laughs> French-ish. White dude. He's a white dude. He's a white and he's dude. playing Raiden, who is like, totally. you know. Um, <laughs> but he also chooses a voice as Raiden that is very funny to me. I haven't seen it in years. It sounds like this. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Like, he has a lisp, but then it's a still a raspy. <laughs> so he's got a raspy lisp. <laughs> oh, yeah. he, sounds, he sounds like Ren and Stimpy. Yeah. Like he sounds a little bit like yeah, a cartoon true. character. I just love like Sonia and I love, sure. um, I was addicted to Sindel growing up. Really? I loved how she flipped people with her hair. Oh, that was neat. like the funnest sure. thing in the world to me. Mortal Kombat was an awesome. Everybody, yeah. uh, everybody I knew was a big Kano fan. I never liked I'm Kano. joking. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody was. <laughs> least favorite. Yeah. I was fascinated by like Melina and Katana and kind of what their relationship was. Oh, yeah. Did you guys ever play the video game Killer Instinct? Sure. No. No, that was another Sega? Like, versus game. I don't know I what. I was never a Sega. I was it was a Nintendo a game. You were a Nintendo guy? I was a Nintendo, for yeah. sure. You were a Sega person? Sega, yeah. 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 I was an Altered Beast boy. Oh, yes. um, <laughs> uh, you know, just turn into a fucking wolf. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Guys, like, they would, you'd get like, the little thing that would alter you, and you'd get buff, buff, Super buff and then, and then wolf. wolf. Yeah. <laughs> wow. So yeah, that's that's my work. That's my mentality of working out in general is buff, buff, super buff, wolf. Yeah. So you're always trying to get to wolf. But I remember getting the first time I when I was getting a Sega Genesis as a child, as a wee boy. I remember telling my parents as a wee boy getting as a, a wee boy. Yeah, a wee boy getting <laughs> a wee boy. W I I getting a Sega. <laughs> I remember telling my parents I don't need another game other than the game it comes with. It's too good. What game was that? Altered Beast. Wow. Which was that? And then within the day, I was like, I need another game. <laughs> Famously, we got Super Nintendo one year. Me, I, my bro- my, I have a brother that's one year older than me, and we wanted Super Nintendo really bad, and we got it. And then we both famously cried on Christmas morning because it was, quote-unquote, too hard. <laughs> <laughs> that's rough as a parent. Yeah, it was like, super, it was like super Mario World. Crit. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> we uh, thought it was so hard. Wait, let's go through, <laughs> um, like... 
Where are you from originally? Long Isle and Long Isle. I breathe too much. No, no, sometimes I love I say, it. Yeah. I love it. Sometimes That's they just why you're say pet. Sometimes they just say long. Yeah, you're I'm from Long. Honest. Yeah, you're from Long. Yeah. Um, and you have one brother. I have three brothers and two sisters. All oh, over. Where Where do you sit? I'm second, but it's kind of weird because it's like after me, there's a six year gap. So like, there's kind of like I'm kind of the youngest of me and my brother, and then like then we just kind of view them as the younger kids. Yeah, and yeah, so yeah. I feel like I'm sandwiched between two like oldest brothers oh i got it i have the personality of like the youngest for sure ah. oh i see so there's like you and your older brother who is a year older than you yeah and then there's a six-year gap and then there's, there's three, three, three other kids four other kids. four other kids yeah okay um so did you and did you play sports in the long yeah on the I, long? I did all the regular ones like um soccer soccer basketball baseball i baseball my journey was i liked it and then well i i kind of liked it but I, I started disliking it when um, people like kids started pitching really fast. I was like, I don't want you to hit me with that ball. And so then I started not liking it. So once, once danger was involved, yeah, I was like, I'm not trying to get like baseballs are so hard. Yeah, um, I caught I truthfully caught one in the face. I remember it distinctly, and I was like, I'm out, man. Yeah, yeah. I played all the way through, and then I got I, I don't even, I don't know what level it was, but we were older, and I just caught like. Just caught one in the jaw, and I was like, fuck, what yeah. the fuck am I doing? It's <laughs> fucking crazy. It's I, not worth it. It's not worth I remember in middle school, never played on, a, on an actual Little League team or anything. This was only in, like, gym class. Somebody whipped, who was already playing Little, little League, whipped the ball at me to my glove. I caught it in my glove, but I hit it, like, right in, like, the palm of my hand. Uh. And I'm like... You're throwing it so hard. Yeah. Why? One time. Why are you throwing it so hard? I was like, I'm over this. Why are you trying to whip this? Team? I'm on your team. Yeah. I actually, I've been on the other side of that coin where, like, for some reason, I wanted to pitch at one point, and like always, the coaches, the assistant coaches, son pitched, and I was playing shortstop and assistant coach. Yeah, I know. Assistant coaches, it's shortstop's a hell of a position. Yeah. Too, yeah. Man. You're really arguably moving. the best ball player on the field. Totally. My I liked second base randomly. I felt like low pressure, but like sometimes you could catch like a. And you're right there in the fucking middle. Yeah, man. you're definitely like one of the A list. Everybody's field looking positions. at you. <laughs> yeah. Everybody. Yeah. Everybody looking at uh, you, son. Everybody. But that day, I wanted to like. I remember wanting to prove that I could pitch, and so you know, you have to like give it back to the pitcher. Yeah. <laughs> um, you're supposed to just like throw it to them. I, I, I wanted to prove that I could like pitch it. And so I was on shortstop to the pitching mat and threw it like as hard as I can. And it hit him like in the chest. He basically could have died probably. Um, <laughs> and um, I just remember him like looking at me like, why did you do that? Yeah. And I remember being like, I don't know. I'm trying to make it just like, you know, <laughs> I'm trying to make it. <laughs> I'm just trying to make it. Hey man, I'm just trying to make it, dude. <laughs> like I'm in try- life. I'm doing the best I can. <laughs> I'm trying to pitch too. Fuck face. Just like me be me, dog. It seemed like a really good idea at the time. That's actually all I can say. <laughs> I'm just trying to do it. I wish people were more honest and just use that as a, like growing up, if you were just like, hey man, I'm just trying to do it. I'm man. trying to make it. I'm just trying. I'm just trying to make it. My favorite of like the main sports was always basketball. Yeah. Yeah. What I, did you play? Um, did you, were you a good shooter? You- I was a kind of good shooter. I, I have like a, a good jump shot, but like a weird one where I, like where it doesn't look very good, but I love like knockout and stuff like, yeah. Um, yeah. and then, um, and I think I'm good for me and Catherine, who I do my podcast with, we always say we're going to, she identifies as being good at 
basketball as well. Yeah. For, and I, well, I'm I, glad that you tell her that she identifies that. <laughs> yeah. Well, we remember. both say, we both say, <laughs> I, we say we're good. Yeah. At, Acknowledging the reality of <laughs> it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we say that we're like good for our demographics. I'm like, I'm good for a gay man at basketball. And she's like, I'm good for a female character actress at basketball. Got it. And yeah. so we always say we're going to do a gays and their gal pals basketball tournament two on two. Yeah. Sponsored by Rose TBD. Yeah, and, yeah, uh, yeah. We've yeah. never like gotten around to doing any kind of the logistical planning, but we do identify as going to sure. do one day. Yeah. All right. That will be a tournament I would love to watch. Totally. Right, yeah. We're going to have um, straight male referees in slutty outfits. If oh, you guys good. Kind of be oh, involved. I'd love that. Yeah. Yeah. I'd also <laughs> hope that it would be like, um, uh, what, what was it where they'd have like an announcer through the game that like the professor and all those guys, like big three tip tournaments. Do you know what I'm talking about? Uh, like hoop it up and yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where it's just like helicopter and all those guys where it was yeah. just like showmen and there was like, Always a guy with a microphone just calling every move. Yeah, <laughs> boom, shakalaka, yeah. like, like doing all Oh, that. baby. Yeah. Um, yeah, getting people involved. You know what I mean. Um, so wait, so then you're playing all of the major... In, the major childhood. And like, you know, like this one, your mom like signs you up. Sure. And yeah. Do, uh, did your brother play sports too? Yeah, he was better than me for sure. He He... Yeah. Were you trying to do the same sports your brother was doing? or did I, you... I never even thought. I was just like, this is what I have to do. I'm like a kid, and I'm on yeah. Long Island, and it's like, now it's time play to sports. go to soccer. Yeah. 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 Um, but I hated it, mostly. Did, when did you oh, stop? You didn't, you didn't enjoy. No. You kind of enjoyed basketball. I kind of enjoyed. It was like the less of the evils. I never was like, oh, cool, I'm playing a sport right now. I feel like in my whole childhood, I was like constantly forced to play flag football, and I was, I was like, why are we doing this? Yeah. And... um. <laughs> My experience on flag football is always like you just like wait in this line and then like someone yells something and you run as fast as you can to the end of the field. No one passes you or even looks at you. And you then like run. you go back to the line and do it again. And I'm like, this is the most boring thing I've ever been involved in. I mean, that sounds about right. That sounds about right. But I always feel like I had to. And then like even in high, in high school, I did. I, I found track and field, which I've become very passionate about. But, uh-huh. but I remember like we would have like... My brother's friends were always organizing, like, football games on, like, days off. And I would always, like, I just felt like I had to do them or else people would think I was gay. And it was always just, like, this sucks so much. And people would, like, tackle you. And I'd be like, why did you do that? Right. Do, uh, Not into it. Was was your dad or mom athletic? Were they into sports? Yeah, Both my, were your parents together growing up? Yes, they okay. were. They um kind of. My mom is kind of like generally into fitness. I would okay. say um she's not like a fitness queen, but she like definitely is always like trying to figure out yeah she a, different kinds of exercise fads. Yeah. She would watch what she would eat. Yeah, whenever there's like Easter, I'm, I always feel like Andy Cohen, where I'm like just sitting on couches with all my aunts, and we're all kind of talking about what diet we're on. <laughs> 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 Now I'm like moderating the conversation. Um, and then my dad played like lacrosse in college and, and football in college, but they went to, they met in college. They went to Siena, which is like not like a huge sports school. Okay. Okay. But he like was good enough. Yeah. Okay. I think. So yeah. he was athletic. Athletic yeah. Guy. Athletic enough to play at a small D1 school. Now, did he play? Was he active or athletic while he was like while you were growing up? Like, did you see him like go on runs or anything like yeah, that? Yeah, they both like would like go on runs. Sure. My dad now has a bad back, but when I was younger, he would like go on runs. And um, my mom always was. My first runs was my mom kind of made me do cross country because I was going to this big high school famously. I was kind of try, trying to figure out yeah. the best approach to it. Pat. And Pat, she, Pat showed up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking Pat showed up. And she thought I was, I had gotten chubby in middle school. Okay. And I like, um, she, I think for one, wanted me to exercise more. And for two, thought I w- was maybe going to have trouble making friends. So she cross country was the only sport where you like didn't try out. And so like, um, 
that summer we would like run around uh, this like block together at nights. Wow. My first, yeah. So all my first runs were like with my mom. And she was also weirdly <laughs> trying. Just worried about you being. Yeah, yeah. she was. Chubby. She was yeah. also trying hey, to make really you lose weight. I, I, yeah, I've assigned that motivation to her, but I think that it's oh, true. So, oh, it was. She, she wasn't she, like you're. You're chubby. You should it. run. Uh-huh. It was more like let's go on a run. And yeah. then I was also like there definitely was pressure to do us to do an activity after Sport, school. Yeah. Yeah. And then did you start liking it because yeah, of that? I, don't know. Or? I can't. You know what? I I hated it. Freshman year is really bad. There was forty. I went to a really big high school. There was forty kids just on the freshman boys cross country team. And forty kids. Yeah, and I was thirty ninth out of forty. I thought I thought because I was running a little bit over the summer, I just like randomly assumed I would be good. And, sure. Um, I was truly so bad, and um, <laughs> that I was thirty ninth because like literally one kid just walked because his mom was making him do it. Sure. I don't know why I didn't do that, but I. I didn't do that, and then um, well, you didn't want to be fortieth. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I and, love the like the just the the awareness of just like fuck it, dude. I'm fucking walking. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think I could pull it. I, yeah. There's something in me like freshman too much year, of a gold freshman year of high school. Yeah, yeah. I wouldn't I have been like, able to be like walk it off. I didn't have the balls for that, but no. I um. But then that kid's mom let him quit, so I was last. I was so mad at his. So mom. you were 39th of 39. Yeah, and yeah. then I did a winter track and like was again really slow, and then um. I was like kind of over it, so I did tennis my freshman year. Okay, and then I got, and then like cross, I did I made some fr- I I truly didn't speak for all of freshman year of high school. Like I didn't say a word in school. I just kind of like observed everyone. What? Yeah, I just was so scared. Pat, I was I was really. But you scared. just became Pat. I, I know, but <laughs> you I had was to tell people. Still, but I was still getting used to it. Oh and boy. then um, oh boy. sophomore year, I think I like started making some friends on the cross country team. And then winter of. Winter track of sophomore year, like, started randomly getting better, and then I, I got, like, addicted to that. Like, I was just trying to, like... Now, what my, happens in winter you, track? So, there's so it's kind of a year-round sport, because, like, cross-country, you're running, like, through the woods, essentially. Sure. Mm-hmm. Then winter and spring track are similar, but the, in winter, the track is smaller, and it's indoors. Okay. But it's generally the same distances, so it's similar, but... You they, have just, a lot of the, they have a lot of the same distances, but some shorter ones. Yeah. yeah. Because the, the track is shorter, uh-huh. so you just go, like, one and a half times rather than one time? Yeah, they do, like, two, two, two times, yeah. Two times, yeah. yeah. Yeah, indoor tracks are generally 200 meters, and outdoor tracks are 400 meters. Got it. Okay. Yeah. And, uh... Yeah, it started getting a little faster, and then like, and then by the end of sophomore year, I was like decent. Were you getting faster because you were making friends that were better, yeah. better at it? So then you were like, there was goals. Yeah, and then I started yeah. like, and then I think I had never been good at a sport, and so, and I, I never ultimately got like what I would call good at running, but I, um, but I was like getting more competent, and uh. I was like one of the better ones on the team. Not, no, I was like. Amongst the better ones on the so- of the sophomores. Okay, and so of how many sophomore year? I forget. It definitely gets cut down. It yeah. definitely whittles down. And then, um, and then it's then once you start getting a little faster. Like I, in freshman year, I didn't even know my times for any race because it was just always like I was so slow and were, like, yeah. no one was telling me them and I wasn't asking. Yeah, they and, were like, "You did it!" <laughs> yeah, yeah. I had, like a finisher's medal, like it was a marathon for like a <laughs> six hundred meter race. Um, and then once I started like keeping track of like the times and stuff, and then. The summer between sophomore and junior, I got obsessive about summer training because I was like, I'm going to go and like come back and be yeah. like a huge, make, make a huge splash. Sure. And like top seven is a very big thing in cross country because like that's varsity. And so I wanted to be in the top. It's, so it's like very like competitive in, in your team where it's like sometimes you care, especially as a high school, you care more about beating your own teammates than like the other team. Yeah, of course. Yeah, because you your own teammates be, you are the ones f- that you see every day. Yeah. And also yeah. you want to fucking be one of the seven. Yeah. You right? have to be top seven. Yeah. And yeah. so like, I um, so I trained really hard by myself all summer, and then and I we went to camp, and I was like, for sure in like the top five at camp, and then like the week before was this like 
um, like track camp. Well, yeah, we would go upstate to um, we would go upstate to somewhere I don't even know where now. But like you, we were every day. It was just like it was, it was track camp, but we wouldn't do like anything. We would run seven miles in the morning and five miles no five miles in the morning and seven miles at night. But oh, wow. everyone wanted to kind of show you how much they trained over the summer. So it was like truly like usually on easy on like just distance runs, it's like easy and you chat and it's fun. But like, this is like people are people, it was it was like sprinting. It was like racing for twelve miles Jeez. every single day. And, and the coach should have been like, don't do that. But yeah. he just he didn't do that. And uh right. I, the week after camp I got a stress fracture in my femur. So oh I was like out for God. all junior cross country. Yeah. Oh, and, whoa. Then, and then winter and spring was kind of like getting back to where I was. And then I kind of did the same thing senior year and um showed up to camp like truly in probably the best shape of my life and um was like first at camp, like by far, and then like then like the first race I was like third and the second race I was like fifth. I was working out like you're overtraining. I get I don't I, I to this day it, it drives me crazy because I don't know what re- went wrong that season. But like yeah. in all the workouts throughout the season, I was like it was me and my friend were like the were the fastest in the workouts. And then in races like I would be like that one race I was like tenth and then I never got back into like the top seven. Wow. Yeah, oh, that's frustrating. I mean, there's all this tapering that you do, and if you have somebody really skilled at that they kind of teach you how to manage all that stuff yeah but i mean you have like the right energy and attitude you know yeah so you're just probably overdoing it i was probably overdoing it i probably wasn't eating correctly and i probably um i was probably like nerves a little bit yes adrenaline of the actual anxiety yeah yeah competition happens when like you're, you're comfortable and safe with your training partner during practice where you you guys can stay at a pace and you feel comfortable and you feel supported. Yeah. And then once you get into the competition, you know that everybody there is there to actually beat you. Yeah. And, and that as soon as like one goes by you, it's just like something yeah. happens mentally. Yeah. Break down. That's it's, you know, I mean, these schools, that's do- why I say fight, you know, when I, my son's two years old, by the time he gets into high school, I'm going to, I'm going to make him fight every kid in his school. <laughs> Smart. You know, just so that he knows he can whoop their asses. I mean, he's training now, so. All right. Is that weird? Uh, A little bit. (laughs) He's a boy. I mean, I don't know how that. He's a small boy. He's running cross country and somebody passes him. Yeah. I don't know how it helps (laughs) that he's like kicked the shit out of the guy. Well, if he stops. That might be faster than him. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But if he, you know, if he stops, there's a chance that kid's going to come back around and he can hit him with a stick. (laughs) Okay. Right? That's important. Yeah. Yeah. That's an important part of the sport. You never know. You've seen Naked and Afraid. Yeah, but yeah. I've never. But what's Naked and Afraid? It's a show where they um like they drop somebody off on an island yeah. for like Usually, uh, thirty days. I, th- I think Macy from Teen Mom did that. <laughs> I still watch Teen Mom, and I won't stop. But only OG, not Teen Mom Two. Okay, what's Teen uh, Mom Two? So basically, Teen Mom OG is like in two thousand nine they got like they came out with sixteen and pregnant, where it was like an antho- yes an- anthology. I watched yeah. that, and so they took the kind of the four most interesting girls from that slash like two of the hottest girls from that, and Smart. like and followed their stories for Teen Mom. Right. They would do like the big kind of reunion shows and like Dr. Dr. Drew would be there yes. looking concerned. Yes. And yeah. Like, yeah. Dr. Drew's all right. Yeah. So Dr. Then now- Drew, I have such a problem. Dr. Drew's just out there somewhere like thinking about his next project and it scares me to death. <laughs> it's just, he wants to talk to our kids about safe sex and it's like, you're not allowed, Dr. Drew. You're not going to do it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but, um, and then team, and then they did another season of Sixteen Pregnant, and they took four of those girls and made Team Mom too. 
but and, now for, and then uh, Teen Mom OG is so then just Teen Mom kind of got canceled for a bit, and then yeah. they brought it back as Teen Mom OG Original Girls. Got it. And it was the four, the original four, it was like Farrah Abraham. And... So yes, but she just left the show, and they replaced her with um, Cheyenne, this girl from Real World, and Bristol Palin. Shockingly, whoa, oh, Bristol Palin Bristol's really? on the show, and Sarah appears on the show. Yeah, wow, Bristol, wow, that's some fucking. So then it's not Teen Mom anymore. It's, coming it's, in as a yeah. ringer. Yeah. It's just mom. It's just mom. It's now. just normal yeah. mom age. Bris- Bristol's about the. She kind of addressed it where she was like, and I. I know people are going to ask me, why are you on Teen Mom? I mean, you're not a teen mom, but I was a teen mom. And if this platform lets me teach other teen moms, then I think it's God giving me that. And Oof. Sarah was like, oh, amen, God. amen. Yeah. Amen to that. Uh, Big Levi making any appearances at all? No. Or uh, maybe, no, he maybe did. But right. um, but Sarah, uh, Bristol's current partner, husband, was this like, Vet who has like severe PTSD and it always felt like he might like murder her. Oh boy! But oh, you're kind shit. of but you're also like on his side. Like he does seem like the more reasonable one. <laughs> and by the end, and then they got divorced over the course of the season. They and did. By the Doctor Drew special, it felt like they were maybe going towards a good place co-parenting wise. Okay. So was he from Alaska too? No, I think he's from the south somewhere. Oh wow! Yeah, so she just moved. Found a random like vet from the south. Yeah, they just of, yeah. <laughs> well, I don't know how random it is. Like, I'm sure her family is pretty well known right. in the south well, as a yeah. positive. It's yeah. just interesting because they have like their stakes are in Alaska, and it's just like very sure. fu- yeah. funny to me that she finds somebody from like a blue state. To, yeah, like, marry. one of her big storylines was that she moved to from Alaska away from all of her family to maybe Texas, which is not where that guy's from. And she was trying to make friends there. And I think she was struggling. Jesus <laughs> She's not cool. At first I was like, maybe Bristol's cool. And is that okay to say? And is that okay to feel? But then I was like, <laughs> by, the, by the end of the... It wasn't her fault the family she was born no, into. No. So you're giving her a yeah, shot. I, was, her- I gave her a really fair shot. And by the end, you could really tell that she really wasn't cool. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, I think Macy from Team Mom, who's the best one, um, I think was on Naked and Afraid. Oh. Yeah. Is she like the one That's that right. has all the legal trouble and stuff? No, and- she she's the one who's um who her baby daddy's kind of like always in and out of rehab. Oh, it's too bad. Yeah. I you really root for them. I in a way want them to end up together, but I don't think they will. What's really sad is her her baby daddy used to be truly, truly so hot and he's not anymore. What happened to him? Uh, he's just like no heroin. Oh, Oof. Yeah. That'll do it. Yeah, that'll yeah. do it. Yeah. Um but I love how meth was okay for me but then yeah, when yeah, I found yeah. it was I heroin know. I was like wow I think oh, I mean well, arguably... it depends. heroin it's easier to die on for like heroin's the easiest drug to die on accidentally but meth is the one that will like fuck you up for the rest of your life the most yeah. so it's like I don't know yeah you, you can get through it with meth but you're gonna suffer yeah like yeah. you're gonna be a shell of a human being yeah i am um, i watched beautiful boy on the train on the plane here i took oh. a train here um and, uh, oh, wow. no wonder <laughs> and um wow fucking it was, old school yeah. <laughs> new york to la please one ticket <laughs> um but it annoyed me because they kept like his big they kept talking about how his big thing was meth but then whenever they were telling him he would be like acting like he was on heroin Chalamet, Chalamet. Who, by the way, I, I nanny, and I, my, I so a huge, huge part of my life is Chelsea Piers, where they have like soccer practice. Yeah, and so usually during their soccer practice, I treat myself to a smoothie from Fresh and Co at Chelsea Piers. Heard of it? I'm in Chelsea Piers Fresh and Co. In walks who but Timothy Chalamet, Justin from workout, looking so buff. I was like, okay, you're gonna be Spider Man in a month, and then he um. Like, no one else was freaking out. And I'm not really a Timothy Chalamet person. Yeah. But I still was on board with, like, being excited. And um, <laughs> he, like, he wouldn't look me in the eye because he knew that I was the only one that knew his secret, Got which it. is that he was Timothy Chalamet. <laughs> and then um, and I I was texting my friend, like, what should I do? Timothy Chalamet is here. And she, we agreed that I should go up to him and be like, I just want to say I'm gay. 
and thank you for everything you've done. <laughs> but so. he didn't because he was just like, he just didn't, he wasn't down to talk, which I get. But he was really buff. He had just come from the gym, I'm sure of it. He wasn't down to talk, even though he was just there to get a smoothie. I'm yeah. sure. He I was like, you need to decide if you want to be like one of us or yeah. not. You You're in right? a smoothie place. Everybody's going to talk in it. Yeah. Everybody's going to talk in <laughs> it. Everybody. Everybody's going to talk Also, I mean, I. Could he? Is he being bothered that much? I don't think so. Well, I mean, he's, he's a fucking great actor, and I'm and sure yeah, but at that time so... he was up for Spider-Man, which he didn't. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm sure he should have been a little bit more personable. Totally, because he doesn't. know. Maybe I'm producing Spider-Man. Maybe Who knows? He could have made that connection. Yeah. I um, he I could have been Sam Raimi. But no, I would believe in some circles he gets absolutely hounded. Like there are sure. some, there are some. I think in like 27-year-old straight woman gay men, he probably gets absolutely pounced pounced on. Sure. Pounced on. Every straight woman I know who's 27, which is a shockingly high number, um, statistically, 90% of straight women are 27 years old. And, um, <laughs> and yeah, I'm checking the numbers. Yeah. That's all, that all tracks. According to my Google Maps. <laughs> yeah, and Google they're Maps. all obsessed with him. It's something because he always really? plays kind of the bad, broken boy. Sure. And he's like, and he has that He kind needs of help. Like, yeah, he needs help. It's like, and, he, and a 27-year-old woman is going to help him. Right, exactly. Yeah. And it it feels like he doesn't really work out, but he has this like kind of effortless, like rail thin, but still kind of toned body. You're right. He's not my thing. But he's not your type. No. I know he's got like an avant-garde fashion sense. Yeah. He always gets celebrated, and I like look at it, and it's like weird. Like yeah, he's he's wearing like a plastic poncho, and then yeah. like yeah. giant, you know, like he has the coach body, shoes yeah. or something. It looks like, like he's uh, been like he he's like been chased through um, some kind of factory. And like he's <laughs> like a bunch of things are like yeah. getting connected to his body, and yeah. then he looks when he's out of the factory, and he's got a weird outfit. On. Yeah, it's like yeah. a like a lamp cord for like a belt or something. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. I don't know if we're gonna look back on this favorably. I, I know. I I, I applaud the avant garde yeah. fashion sense. He but. has like the body for like high fashion. I think. Yeah, and he, he can like wear leans it. into it. Yeah. yeah. Jaden Smith also is doing a lot yeah. of interesting stuff. The Smiths. The Smiths. All the Smiths. Uh, how, how was that movie? Is it I didn't, a tough watch? I, I love like addiction porn. So I watched, yeah. that, I watched Ben is Back Alone in theaters at 2 p.m. on New Year's Day. I um, <laughs> just Honestly, just to support Julia. But, yeah. um, but, so I she the, needs the support. She needs my support. Yeah. Um, and it wasn't, I wouldn't say the movie was good. I, uh, yeah, I think... It wasn't crushing. It wasn't crushing. I think that Steve Carell is talentless. Can I edit that out. Is that nope. okay? Okay, cool. Keep it in. We don't I, know how to edit. <laughs> okay, cool. <laughs> this um, is a straightaway li- podcast. Listen, <laughs> listen uh, Carell's doing fine. Yeah, so you could say yes. whatever you want. I He's going to be okay. I just like we're giving him all these like serious roles. We, the three yeah, of yeah, us, yeah. and like I, um, I'm not well, sure he's. I'm not sure that's his thing. Did we? Listen, what were we joking about on here? Was well, that be, on this? Yes, because he was he he uh, in, in Foxcatcher. He played the penguin. Yeah. We're just like yeah, yeah. You're Gotham's the penguin. <laughs> you're not a wrestling. You're not uh, Dumont. Yeah. yeah. Holy shit! A total transformation. Yeah. From the forty year old virgin to yeah. Uh, he's very funny. I mean, he's very funny. I think like the office, even, but I liked the office, but he was not my favorite part of the office. Right. Um, but whatever. But, um, but yeah, the movie I like didn't love. I just like, um, I, I like all the parts like about the addiction and, but then like, it didn't feel like the person who wrote it, like really understood it. Understood. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's the like direction they just, of it. They like the bit. idea of an addiction sure. movie, but yeah. it's like. And Ben is back is like that even more, where it's like a huge <laughs> part of it is like the message of the movie is like 
recovery is so hard because someone might steal your dog when you get out of rehab and then you actually have to get it back. And it's like, don't go down that road. <laughs> it's like, okay, cool. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Um, but, Joy, but Joy, I will say Julia was amazing and Ben is back and she was the only good part of it. And Lucas Hedges was bad in it. Edit really? That out, edit that out. He's my best friend. <laughs> um, oh my God. Hey guys, huge Stang here. What's up, Bell Babies? Dudes, you Dude. guys listen to music when you're working out? I mean, or listen to us? Or listen to us, podcasts? Are you listening to us on a pair of wireless Bluetooth earbuds? I think in this day and age, everybody's going wireless now. Here's my issue. Yeah. They cost $4 million. Yes, they literally cost $4 million. I mean, they maybe. ain't cheap. We're using a little hyperbole. They ain't cheap. They ain't cheap, y'all. All right? And everybody wants to wear them right now. Everybody does. Everybody wants to wear them right everybody now. Does. And you know what? There are great ones for reasonable prices. Yeah. There are actually great ones for great prices. And you know what those are? The Raycons. Yeah, wireless earbuds from Raycon. Listen, guys. These earbuds started about half the price of any other premium wireless yeah. earbuds on the market, and they sound just as amazing, if not more so, in my opinion. Yeah, and the, the company was co-founded by Ray J, the recording artist, Rick- so he knows music. And the celebrities like Snoop Dogg are already obsessed with them. Plus, we are. We are. I'll tell you right now. Take I our love, word for it. I wear the E-50s. Mm-hmm. I rock them out. I got them in white. And I wear them to the gym every single day. And why do I Because they hook up to my Bluetooth on my phone immediately. They sound amazing. And they don't have those little stems coming off of them. No, they're stylish and discreet. You don't want to look like a, you got a, like a white grape in your ear with a little stem coming yeah. off it. Like, what are you, grape ears? Yeah, and you also don't want to be like the herds of people that are trying to show you that they have the ones from the store that's in all white that match their phone. Like, yeah, we get it, yeah, dude. Nice sheep. Yeah. And, and then like, and then the other ones that aren't the sheep ones, they're like big old Star Trek looking things where yeah. you're just like, what am I, like a robot from Star Trek? And it's like, get these. I mean, to be honest, because of the price, because of the way they sound, because of the easy connectivity, everybody's going to have a pair of these. Yeah, I, my, my, I got the E50s also. Mine are black and blue. They're they're cool like as like his hell. bruises, baby. Like my bruises. I was like, I said, like Ray J, send me something like my bruises. Yeah, I was like, send me ones like my wife. <laughs> <laughs> so whatever your whatever your motivation is out there, <laughs> you, they got you covered, dudes. So this is what we want you guys to do. We want you to go to buyraycon.com and use the promo code DUMBBELLS20. DUMBBELLS20. Get yourself 20% off your order. That's promo code DUMBBELLS20 at buyraycon.com for 20% off Raycon wireless earbuds. Guys, the E50s are already under 100 bucks. For 20% off, you guys are going to get a real deal out of these. Come on. Go again. <laughs> Byraycon.com Dumbbells 20. That's Dumbbells the promo code. 20 promo code. Love knows no color, y'all. Love knows no color. So where so where did we leave? We left you in high school. In high school. Um so you're now 
Are, are you starting to think about like exercise? Like, oh, I want my body to look good. I enjoy being in shape. You yeah. mentioned that you got the best shape of your life. Yeah. You would say senior year. Senior year. For so sure, this sounds pretty performance oriented. You're it's not performance really... oriented, but also like running is, I have a complex relationship with it where I like love running. I love like the sport of track and field, but I follow NCAA and professional running like obsessively, oh. obsessively closely. Wow. Yeah. And um, what do you think of Prefontaine? Like him, I think he was like. What do you um, think of the movie? Um, I think Which I, one? I think I never saw Prefontaine, but a funny. I think I saw Without Limits, but I think that. Oh. Um, yeah, Without Limits is the one with crud up. Not to the Jared Leto one. Not yes. the Jared Leto one. But is funnily enough, I just knew that Leto was in one of them, and mm-hmm. I thought he was in Without Limits. So for like years and years and years, I thought that Billy Crudup was Jared Leto. Yeah. And when I when he and then when. Jared Leto was the Joker. I was like, that doesn't look like him. And and for years, wow, I, it was fucking Suicide wow. Squad when you put it together. <laughs> yeah, it was Suicide Squad when I put it together. That but was your like, Sixth for, Sense moment for, where like it all like clicks into place. You're like, no. For, uh... for a solid decade and a half, I thought that Billy Crudup was Jared Leto. Wow. Yeah, that was hugely hard for my family. Oh man, yeah. <laughs> um, but I like the movie. I like um, I like Without Limits. I mean, I think Pre's kind of a dick is the thing. Yes. But I um I think I like but I liked when he had sex with the pink Power Ranger in Without Limits. Okay. He, he played he had he had sex with the actress who played a girl that he had sex with was also the pink, played the pink, pink Power Ranger. Ranger. Yeah, I, I, I put that Johnson together or something. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um I liked that part of the film. But um <laughs> um but yeah, I like pre my favorite runners are like it's funny, I used I follow men's and women's. It's kinda of like two separate sports in a way. Yeah. And um which is fun because like every meet is like two meets essentially. And sure. every like marathon is like two marathons. But um but I um Definitely. I used to pretend I liked them equally. Or I used to pretend like I cared about the men more when I was closeted. But now I feel okay to say that I definitely follow the women more closely. Women's, um, um, women's track. Running. Yeah. Now, do you, what, what events do you watch? At 800 and up. If it's on 800, I truly don't care about it. At 800, quick. sometimes I just still don't care about it. Why? Um, I just don't. I, don't, I, I feel like... With a, with the distance events, I just think there's more narrative. Like it's everyone's uh, at different places in their season, and everyone is like someone just was injured, and someone's a five k runner running a mile, and someone's an eight hundred runner running a mile, and now they're going to race each other, and that's very interesting to me. And sure, like, sure. Um, oh, cool. So you're deep in it. It's I, not just I'm like so a deep. casual passing by. Like, oh, I'll watch these people kind of fucking gut it out at the end. Yeah, here. No, it's like yeah, it's like okay, you I, know that it's like that lady just had a baby six months ago. She's trying to come back. Like that lady. Ooh, that's a fun that's, narrative. That's pretty yeah. cool. I, I never. Thought me to. neither. Yeah, it's it's funny. Pregnancy is actually somewhat performance enhancing. So like, um, because of I don't know why. And so like, sometimes people will run really well right after, and then we, there is just an interesting storyline recently. It was the best and most fun to follow training group in America right now is the Bowerman Babes, which is like the Bowerman Track Club based in, the the women of the Bowerman Track Club, which is based in Portland, Oregon. Okay, and the this woman Gwen Georgeson who ran in college, I think for Georgetown. Then, like, after college, decided to do triathlons and, like, became an Olympic champion at triathlons. And then she just, like, announced that she wanted to become um, an Olympic gold medalist at the marathon, like, just running, which is, like, it's so dominant. Like, it's our best marathoners um, who are probably more talented at running than Gwen Jordan and have devoted their lives to it for, like, 15 years. Like, the Kenyans will blow their wheels off. Like, it's, it's... 
in the New York City Marathon this past year, we had a defending champion, Shalane Flanagan, but she last year won because the race went out really slow, and then she had a really good last five miles. But if a Kenyan decides to make it a fast race and just goes from the start, and then again, that's they, why. If they're pushing the pace, it's over. There's yeah. not even a chance. So, yeah, so Mary Katani, this, who's probably the best female marathoner in the world right now, like made a move at the half where she, like, the American record in the half marathon for women is like 68 minutes or 67 it's like 67 19 or something and um mary katani ran her second half of new york and like faster than that like low 60s so it's like they just don't have an answer to that you know what i mean so to, and she'll be in the olympics so it's it, to say that you're gonna win a gold medal is crazy but um but she <laughs> joined the Ironman track club she's a track so it was really interesting just to see like how can this triathlon gold medalist try to transition yeah and, and to add to the narrative she also just had a baby so she ran one indoor 5K last year and actually ran really, really well. And it was kind of exciting. But subsequently, she's run... It seems like she gets worse as the distance gets longer. Got it. And so she ran Chicago this year and did pretty bad. And uh, she's she might not even make our Olympic team, TBH. Wow. Our women's marathoning right now is the best it's ever been. Wow. Yeah. What's the deal with the Kenyans, man? How come they're able to just fucking crush us? It's, I mean, there's a lot. So some, there's two schools of thought. Some say that, it's, I mean, it's, it's definitely cultural. Like, you'll see videos of, of, like, Kenyan training camps, and it's just, like, truly hundreds of people running on the track at paces that, like, that, like, would any given one of them could be like the best American and like, we can't even drive that. Yeah. As like I, my car would break. Down. Yeah. <laughs> um, in many ways, major marathons are more competitive than like Olympic marathons. Cause in the Olympics, you can only send three, but sometimes in like New York or Chicago or London, like there will be, you know, seven of them. And yeah. it's like, you're lucky if you crack the top 10, whereas Jesus. in the Olympics when the only three would be allowed in, like you would get fourth. Right. Wow. Yeah. And it's just because they're, their bodies are so used to it, and they know how to pace themselves. So the other school of thought would be that they're, that the uh, athletics Kenya like is very very lax in their testing policies, and like um, got it. There have definitely been. I think Ethiopia is probably dirtier than Kenya, but they're definitely starting to bust a lot of people. Oh, doping! Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So like, for instance, to your like right now, the best one of the best middle distance runners in the world, sometimes the by far the best is this woman. Uh, Kinsebe Dabiba, who who is like in the nineties, there was these Chinese runners who ran clearly doped times, and like a bunch of the women's middle distance events, the world records are kind of silly because it's like no clean woman can run this time. Got it. And she beat one of those records, which was like she's also from this family. Like her older sister is Tiranesh Dabiba, who is like a three time Olympic gold medalist at five k, ten k, and so like she's so from she's this, coming from a bloodline. She of, has this pedigree, so it's yeah. like okay, well maybe it's just in her genetics or something. But um, in Seville, Spain, is that a city? I don't know. Sevilla, Sevilla, yeah, so, somewhere in Spain. Um, her coach in a hotel that she was staying at was bust, was bust, was caught with syringes, EPO, like all this stuff, and he's in jail. But but she wasn't caught taking them, so like, she's still like racing. Sure, sure, sure. But for after that, she ran kind of bad, and everyone's like, okay, you're not on drugs anymore. <laughs> and um, yeah, lost your stash in Spain. Yeah, but she just ran a really fast indoor time, so it's like I don't know. Wow. But some people would say that um, Africans are all doping. Some people would say that, but also it's also like. When they get like a hundred thousand dollars for winning a marathon, that will like support like a, a village in Kenya for years. And sure. So it's kind of like okay. Whereas like you're running for your life, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Americans like running for a Wheaties box. So it's yes. like I don't know. You're right. Yeah, Pat. This is fascinating. I stuff. love this. I, yeah. I, fuck, man. I thought for sure. Yeah, I don't know. I've, I've never heard this enthusiasm around About track yeah. and field, especially like marathon track and field. And to be honest, I feel like because we. 
pre-podcast, we were talking a little bit about all of the Bravo shows we watched. Uh-huh. You're talking about Teen Mom. The <laughs> fact that the fact that you're into the narrative of this because of the narrative you love to listen to or watch anyway. Yeah. The fact that this is an intriguing narrative makes me go like, ooh, maybe it is intriguing because it I, is it, I just because it, it's like crazy. There's so much drama. Like yeah, the, uh, the Bowerman. Yeah, there's so much drama. One Bowerman time, two, babes. one time, our two best coaches had a fist fight in at a, at indoor nationals in. Like on screen, it was psycho. Wow, Jesus! Yeah, and they used to be partners. Wow, Jerry, it, Jerry Shoemaker and Alberto Salazar, who used to be our best marathoner in the seventies. Wow. wow, yeah, Shoemaker. Interesting that he's yeah. coach for track and, and Salazar yeah. too. <laughs> she was just the lead in that um, Alita movie. <laughs> yeah, <What>? Rosa Salazar. <laughs> Which movie? The new one that uh, she has big eyes. She's oh. an act. Yeah. Battle <laughs> Battle Angel, Angel or whatever. Right. Yeah, but Alberto Salazar. Um, it's someone who probably would have worked with the pre a bunch in the seventies. Yeah. Wait, a, so so where are you like? So you enjoy all of this. You watched it. Uh, did you? Uh, did you? After high school, did you continue running? Yeah. In, in the, did you get into the narrative then and just like get into? So in high school, I was very obsessed with like the best high school runners. Like, yeah. In high school, there's this thing called Foot Locker, which. Um, yeah, yeah, it's a store. It's a store. It in is. high school, there's a store called Foot Locker. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it still exists. Man. <laughs> no, it's only in high school. <laughs> no, no, no. And um, like basically, like there's regionals. There's four regionals. Everyone in the region races, or the fastest people in the region race, the 10 best runners go, and you know, the 40 best runners then go to San Diego, and everyone races, and it was our national championship. And it was just like when you're, you're with, when you're at a meet and a Foot Locker finalist is there, they're like a celebrity, and it's very fun. And um, then... Are they sponsored by the by, store? They have nothing to do with Foot Locker. No, no I'm, just, I'm just kidding. Yeah. Oh. I, um, but then <laughs> I, it's, Nike subsequently has made their own national meet, and now both exist, and it kind of ruins it, because like some of the best will go to Nike, and some will go to Foot Locker. Ah, so they split the field. Yeah. And then, so after that cross-country season where I was like, I'm randomly running bad, cool. I think I, our coach had... Um, <laughs> <laughs> Sports are so crushing, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, oh, man. That indoor season, I didn't run well, but I made it... It was like my last season, and I was like... I Because over the summer, I would run like 70-mile weeks, and then like... Jesus. And then when I would start training with the team, we would run like 40-mile weeks, and I think I just can't run well on low mileage. So I was like... I would just start running on my own a lot, like after practice. And then my senior year, I had a really good spring season, my last season. And uh-huh. so I then went to a college specifically because like they had a cross country team, but it was bad. Like I could run at it. Uh-huh. And then I was injured truly all of college. Oh no. But I, st- but I was on the team and I would still race, but I, I'm not someone who could like race very well without like a lot of training. Okay. Um, so but- you have to be consistently in training shape or like um, you know season shape in order to, to compete, yeah. yeah and there's some people that really don't there's some people yeah. who are just very naturally gifted at like cross training a lot and like sure. running very minimally in practice and then like racing very well wow um in cross country the track is three mile how, how long is in it cross, you, in high school most cross country races are 5k which is a little over three miles 3.2 something right three point yeah 3.1 3.2 yeah. and then um and then in college, most regular season races are 8K, which is right about five miles. Oh, wow. Um, and then randomly regionals and nationals are is 10K for, for men. And then for women, it's 6K all the way through. Okay. It High school and college. That's college. Oh, that's High college. school, almost everything is 5K. 5K. It all okay. doesn't make sense. I know. <laughs> yeah. No, that makes any sense. But, um, but then in college, I start following NCAA and then like NCAA and pro running are very inter- Often our best NCAA runners will be like amongst the or competitive with the pros. Yeah, I've noticed that. Yeah. Yeah. So like um 
So then, like, it's the kind of thing where it's like, well, I don't all... notice it because I'm there. I'm just, I notice it when I watch. Yeah, I fucking notice that yeah. shit. I noticed it. <laughs> he, yeah, noticed. I noticed I no- that. I noticed. Don't do that. Yes. Your Dr. Drew interesting. No, 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 no. Like, no, no, no. Oh, I noticed Dr. it. I noticed it. I noticed it because I'd see like an organ, an organ, like, you know, yeah. t shirt on underneath their thing Shut all the, the time. Fuck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I noticed I, it. I noticed it. I noticed a lot of things. Yeah. Um, and then I started following pro in summertime in college. And now, like, it's funny. It's kind of sport where it's like, um, if you follow it really closely, everyone's like, so are you running a marathon soon? And whereas, like, if you watch the Super Bowl, people are like, so you have a game coming up? <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah, true. Right? it's, it's true. It's true. I feel because now I'm trying. So then I made. So running, though, like, never made my body quite the way I wanted it to. Like, I. Um, I would get kind of skinny, but like I've always wanted to be toned, and like so. This past summer, I joined Blink Fitness, which is kind of a huge life decision. Yeah, and, um, <laughs> and so I've been focusing on lifting. So it's just hard time wise to do both. So I've been really. I ran this morning, but I that was the first time I ran in like three weeks, which is uh, a long time for me. Uh, Blink Fitness is a relatively new gym. It's in New York. So this is a New York. They just oh, they just oh, they just I opened they just opened. Two up here in LA. Yeah, but, um, it's $26. I could go anywhere I want. Yeah. yeah. Which is important because like, I'll squeeze it in in between shows and stuff. Um, and it's a, it's, a, it's a decent job. I remember going back to New York. Anytime I go back to New York for work, um, I'll try to find a Blink Fitness because it's nice. Yeah, for I want to work is. out while I'm here, but is there any gyms I can just go and pay like $15 and work out? Well, there's, I yeah, think they open. Yeah. yeah. For sure, that fifteen to twenty, like twenty four hour fitness would do. You could just do like a one day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I think if you say it's twenty four hours technically. Oh, so really? You, you could kind of squeeze two, and I think. Wow. Yeah. Uh, also, <laughs> um, also, I think they did open a couple of blinks out here already. Wow! I, wow! But I don't know. So what? It's twenty six bucks for all. It's of like them? twenty dollars to go to just one or something, and then it's like literally six more dollars, and you can go to anyone in New York. Yeah. So it's nice because there's like anywhere I am, usually there's a blank nearby, so I'll just like try to squeeze it in. Yeah. It's it's fucking twenty six bucks a month. Yeah. Is it how? I mean, what are, what's? This? I went in there. They had they had the artificial grass. Like they wow. had like the they had yeah. the setup for like functional fitness, and then they had like the machines. And they they had is this like an Uber thing where it starts out crazy cheap just to like get everybody in and they're gonna I don't raise think it up? So I think it, it's like a planet. Do you have Planet Fitness? Here? Planet Fitness, yeah. yeah. It's like Planet Fitness for for people who respect themselves a little bit. Yes, more. it is <laughs> absolutely. It is a Planet Fitness that that like the. <laughs> it's like if you are broke but you still like right. are trying it's, to have dignity. It's like when it's like if if they. Kept ballys around, but they cleaned. Yeah, uh, and then they yeah, had like, like, okay, like so it's, these are all pitches for a blink for the blog lines. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, slogans. Yeah, ballys, ballys. Can we change ballys to blink and just like have like sleeker lines yeah. and a, and a brighter blue? But for my purposes, like, I just, and everything's yeah. downstairs. For my purposes, it's pretty fine. Like, I, I try not to do. I don't do the machines that much. I I do just like free weights. I just do like a basic like back buys, chest. Tries. Tries and uh-huh. then legs and I do shoulders on legs day and I just do that split. And she got the bro split. I have the bro split. Yeah. And, I, and so, and I just know like very, because ba- we would like have to go to the weight room in college for cross country. And so uh-huh. I, know, I know like basic lifts for every muscle group and... And is that what you're basing it on? Are you just doing your own kind thing? Of, I'm also like always kind of Googling. I follow all the Bachelorette contestants on... Um, on Insta, and they I kind of all this. have like exercise science sure, series. Sure. So, like, I learn a lot of workouts. Yeah, those them. those guys are the most ripped. Do you watch? Yeah. Do you watch like MTV show? Did you watch like uh, Real World, Real yeah. Girls type stuff? And I can't. Yeah, and that's where a lot of my kind of mental energy goes. Is yeah. involuntarily to remembering like the fight, 
Julie the Mormon and Melissa had during their first New Orleans season when I was like eight <laughs> years old. <laughs> and I actively tried to forget that so I could yeah. free space. What about the slap? The slap? Oh, yes. <laughs> that was before my time, but okay. I know it. Yeah, but you know this. Everybody yeah, knows everyone the slap. Knows the slap. Yeah. Yeah. Seattle. Yeah, got it. You, got it. Um, you open a car door and you slap somebody in the face. It's a big deal. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Is of Lyme disease or something? <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, do you know what it really was? That he was gay and she outed him. Oh, was it was really? It? Yeah, and they that. Well, she had Lyme's disease. It's she, her excuse she, for why she was such a monster. Right, and they, they didn't like show him being gay and her and her outing him. But that's oh, what wow. Oh, wow. Yeah, I think she dropped the f word on cow. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. But he shouldn't have stopped her. No, and I don't want to be very public about that. Mm. Yeah, no. yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it doesn't didn't warrant the violence, yeah, but yeah. also. But she that was, was out of yeah. line too. Yeah. I um I still watch like the challenge, which is like they used to be called a real world road rules challenge. Now it's just called the challenge. The challenge. Yeah. Just like anyone can. Because get there's on like, it. are you the one people on there and everybody? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Now CT like, still poking around. CT is on the C- current C- season. Yeah. CT yeah. is still pretty thick too. For yeah, he's, he's huge. His dad. Yeah, yeah. He's, and he's still working. Him and That's bananas. Sixty-eight yeah. years old. Yeah, he's eighty-two. Eighty-two years old. Wait, wait, wait. Guess how old Kirstie Alley is right now as we sit recording this. Kirstie Alley. Ah. 65? 68. Isn't that wow. I mean, crazy? I only said that because you, you were... set it yeah. up, yeah. I, totally. You know, I think of her as like forever. But I noticed that. But I noticed that. <laughs> <laughs> and she ran for Oregon and she competed against pros. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, wow, yeah. 68? Yeah, that shocked me. Um, that shocked me. Uh, uh, but How old do you think fucking Chuck Norris is? Um, fucking... Is he still around? <laughs> still around. Still looks exactly the 72. same. 72. 78. Ooh, everybody's 78. in their eights. Yeah, everyone's in their eights. There's eights. Eight. Except for straight women who are 27. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> 90% of them. <laughs> hey, gang, it's Eugene Stang. Listen, you we- know how great it feels to finally pay off those high-interest credit cards? You know... That feels great, especially right now. In April, it's tax season. You want to get that money back. Right. You want to be able to, like, forget about debt and just really move forward into this year and save some money. We want you guys to feel good. And getting out out from underneath some debt is a good way to get yourself feeling good. Yeah. This is this is so this is how Lightstream works. You can refinance your credit card balances and save with a credit consolidation loan from Lightstream. Yeah. You can get a fixed rate as low as 6.14% APR with AutoPay. And, and you can get a loan from like $5,000 to $100,000, and there are no fees with Lightstream. Yeah, you can get the money is this, the same day that you apply, which is incredible. So what, here's what you got to do. You got to do a little homework. You got to go on. It's not, it's not anything complicated. You go to Lightstream. You put in you know, wh- wh- like how much you're in trouble for and what the APR is, and then they'll figure it out for you. And if it's lower, if you're, if you're going to get if 6.14 is lower than what you're paying now, then it's a no-brainer. Yeah. Plus, Lightstream is a division of SunTrust Bank, so it's one of the nation's largest financial institutions. So you have, like, complete peace of mind. You don't have to worry about it or wonder if, like, you know. It's going somewhere. It's, it's not like the bank of Stanger. <laughs> you're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Who knows where this guy's going to be in two years? Where, and we don't know where he'll be. No. He's not, is he even here right now? But Lightstream, you do know uh, where they're coming from, and they do have some great rates for you. So um, you can save even more. Then you're saving right now. And if you want to save even more than what you're saving, guess what, guys? With the dumbbells, with the listeners of dumbbells, you can get yourself 
even more of a discount by going to lightstream.com slash dumbbells. Yes, go to lightstream.com slash dumbbells, spelled out L-I-G-H-T-S-T-R-E-A-M dot com slash dumbbells, and you'll get an additional discount. Right on. So this is subject to credit approval. Rate includes a 0.50 auto pay discount. Terms and conditions apply and offers are subject to change without notice. Visit lightstream.com slash dumbbells for more information. Yeah. Maybe I should do body weight. Like, I just don't know. I don't know. I'm trying to have like a, what I'm really trying to do right now in my, I just entered my thirties is I'm really trying to have like a huge like shelf ass that you could literally like put things on. You know what I mean? Yeah. And uh, I can't get there. I think I don't do, I get nervous around squats because I'm like squats are the key. I, 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 yeah. And I'm, and I know that, but I feel like I can't, I feel like I'm like not flexible enough to like even bend that far. And then I feel like I'm not bending far enough to have a shelf ass. Yeah. And then I also, I try to do deadlifts, but I'm like, I, I know that I'm not doing every time I think I'm doing them right some like really buff guy comes up to me and is like just so you know you're doing that wrong right. like, okay cool marry me but, um, <laughs> <laughs> I mean you're getting the end result that you want yeah which is a guy coming up to you <laughs> yeah. and, and you yeah. asking more yeah. and more men to marry you but I, I, I mean I do squats I, lunges I try to do that thing where you like the um, where you like lie a bar, uh, barbell on oh, you oh like, like you bridge yeah, 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 weighted yeah. bridges the rock is be- a big believer in those yes. yes just doing an obscene amount of weight yeah. yeah, like yeah. it's just, I'm like, I don't know. Hit bridges? Yeah, yeah I don't yeah. know what the plan is. Dwayne. Well, also, <laughs> yeah. the amount of weight that he's doing, it's like, yeah. you can maybe do another, do more reps with less yeah. weight. I don't but, know if you need 8,000 pounds. Yeah. Also, the, those hip bridges, you're, I mean, you're working on your hip mobility and that, but you're also working a lot of quads. Yeah. And so, like, if you're talking about butt, you're talking about mainly. Hammies. Hammies. So you're talking about your deadlifts, which you're doing. And but I don't know if I'm doing Well, so this right. comes up on the show a lot. The, so these, a butt. But, but also, deadlifts. am I doing these lifts right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, so, you know, particularly squats and deadlifts, because in order to get the desired results from doing those exercises, which is some thickness in your yeah. hamstrings and glutes, is you have to push weight. And you have to do serious weight. Yeah. And so, you know, the, the, the chance to injure yourself on those. I know I'm sure I'm going to hurt. Yeah. Yeah. But I, so what we kind of like we settled on, and this is certainly a luxury is to, uh, for somebody to hire like a yeah. trainer one-off just to like put you through those lifts and then make sure you're doing them right. As soon as I get money, I'm going to get a trainer. And as soon as I get money, I'm going to join the dog pound, which is this, um, gym by the place where I nanny. And it's, it's like literally like $200, like a session there, but everyone there has like porn bodies. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to go. You well, put- well, the thing is, I would is say that- in lieu of that, I mean, you could do just one session uh, yeah. at your, you know, with somebody that like, I mean, you can do so. You can go online and do kind of the DIY, like where you look. They, there's pretty good tutorials. Yeah, there are on. good tutorials, but I'm always like, I can't see myself. I, I can't exactly. see myself. Totally. Totally. But that's why you, if like, instead of getting a trainer, because I feel like because of the history that you have with training and also your knowledge of using the internet correctly and yeah, all of this thank stuff. You and for no, acknowledging that. Yeah, and, and, <laughs> thank you for acknowledging that. I kind of do know about the internet. Yeah. <laughs> and, and know what you want as far as your Eugene body's hasn't concerned. Publicly acknowledged. It. I know. <laughs> I, I, listen, you I noticed it. See me answer the emails you. to you. I noticed it. <laughs> uh, and uh, the, but I feel like just a one, like getting one because they have trainers at Blink. 
They do. I was supposed to get a free when you signed you get a, free, get a free, yeah. free one. But I first they canceled on me and we rescheduled and then I was tired and I canceled on them. Okay. So see if you can still get it, or if not, you can get like some kind of deal because you missed it. Yeah. And all you have to do is if you can you can be straightforward with these people and just go, listen, I'm trying to I know what I want. As a result. Yeah. I'll just show them my favorite porns. Show them your favorite <laughs> porns. Say, say your name is Owen. Yeah. <laughs> Owen Regan. So I have a real chance at this. I have a real chance at this. My name is Owen Regan. You can tell by my name. You want proof? Uh, Check um, out the name. And then you do, you, you know, you ask them for proper form on squats and deadlifts. Yeah. I think I also just need to stretch. Like, I think it's like about that too. And stretching helps too. Stretch. I mean, so... Stretching is a huge part, but you'd also, because you're an athlete, you may be surprised at your functional flexibility. Yeah. So you may think like, oh, you know, even, even though if you can't like, you know, touch your toes or you don't have like the hip mobility that yeah. you want, you may be able to hit a squat the right way. And also getting under like a right amount of weight, it sometimes pushes you into the yeah. proper Yeah, it definitely form. does. I yeah. noticed that. I had my brother come with me to the gym once and mm-hmm. I was like, cause he like reads a lot about lifting and like, yeah. And he definitely knows more than I do about it. So I was like, watch me do deadlifts and tell me if I'm doing it wrong. And then he was like, yeah, you're doing it wrong. And I was immediately furious at him and like sure. wouldn't talk to him for the rest of the day. <laughs> so that's uh, why getting like an objective third party yeah. is yeah. sometimes beneficial. A trainer is a family counselor in a way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and there's and there's two ways of doing a deadlift. I mean, there's your regular deadlift, the stiff-legged deadlift, the Romanian Yeah, the And there's deadlift. those kind of where you step inside the thing. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. With, the, with the hex bar? Yeah, with yeah. the hex bar. Yeah. I don't do that because only I have, I do a Gold's membership on Long Island because I'm there kind of a lot. Okay. And they have one, but I don't want to get into it because they don't have it at blank, so right. I don't want it to depend on it. I mean, to be honest... You're going to be carting your own hex bar yeah. everywhere you go. No, I'm not trying to... <laughs> not trying to cart my own hex bar. Hey, did you I see Pat to worry about. yesterday at the fucking blank? He came back with his own fucking hex bar. <laughs> Douchebag. Go yeah. douche. He's walking up and down his stairs with yeah. his hex bar. Yeah. Very funny on a podcast. He's going to bring his hex bar. <laughs> 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 just, just, to, just to let you know. Wait, yeah. how much weight do you feel like you need to squat to have like a good ass? Uh, it's it's unique to each person. Yeah, oh my god, nothing's easy in this. Town. It is not, but but I'll tell you. But like, it also depends on uh, you know your. I think I naturally have a badass. I'll well, say that publicly. What's gonna help? <laughs> you have a, like a good badass. No, I think like naturally, I just like don't have a big ass. Yeah, I'm dating someone right now who like goes to the gym once a week and just naturally has an amazing body, and it's like. Stressful for That's all mad involved. Mean. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, you. So you're like a like a lifelong runner. Yeah. So I mean that you and know that's not great for distance totally. running is not great for developing no. a robust. I you know, know. Rear. I know. Yeah. Uh, but and then, and then when I only focus on it, I feel like I get a little like a little fatter than I want. Wait, when, I, when I only do lifting, yeah. then I'm like, I wish I was running a bit more because now I feel like I'm getting a belly, which is, and I'm totally body positive and I support that. Sure, sure, but sure. But I like, um, I'm but you like, could be specific about what you want out of your workouts. That's yeah. not, that doesn't mean that you're shaming, that, yeah, yeah. you know, that's for you. This totally. is for you. Yeah. This is for me. And so, like, so, like, that's why I ran this morning. But I think ultimately I do want to train again as, for running and like lift like three times a week. But I'm hoping if I get like during this period of only lifting, if I get like a good enough kind of like base. I don't need to have like an amazing body, but yeah. I want to have like. But you want to put on more muscle. I want to put on more muscle. Which I mean, means I that you, you have to have be. So you are. There's a chance that you might gain a little weight. Which I'm okay with. Which okay. I'm ultimately okay with. Yeah. I, I think if you're not. If you're not 
like dirty bulking, like eating a bunch of junk food to bulk. Yeah. You're not going to put on a lot of undesirable weight on your no. midsection. No, my whole deal is that I like live on quest bars. And then I Google, like, is that bad for you? And they're like, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. I mean, that, the Quest bars are chemical city, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I is mean, that dirty? No, 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 no. I meant dirty, but like dirty eating is like, pizza. And yeah, stuff. eating pizza, just carbon, like yeah, carbo loading I, on like I, French fries. I, I, it's definitely a chapter of my life that I was briefly on keto and I didn't have any carbs. And now I don't live that way anymore, but I definitely am more aware about carbs. Yes. So, I, the, yeah, the reason I bring it up is because you're just concerned about putting a belly on. But if you if you eat relatively lean, you just have to up your calories. Right. But may, they can be carbs, like good carbs. Yeah. But, you know, proteins and fats in a positive way. But you can, I think you could be, you're a lean guy. Like, you'd be okay to eat for your lifting a little bit. Yeah. yeah. And then that's that's the only way you're really going to put mass on your legs. Yeah. You oh, can't, really? yeah, because it's otherwise you're just, it's just, it ain't going to happen. Yeah. Like, you have to... You have to do like very specific, specific adaptive training, right? Which means you're you're putting weight on your body that your body hasn't lifted before, right. and then you the adaptive response you want is increased muscle mass, specifically in your glutes and hamstrings. Yeah, and so then you have to eat then to support that. I, and um, so that's that's where the weight comes in. So it has to challenge you. I mean, you I have know. to be getting into like five rep range. Yeah, yeah. You have wait, to be. Wait, wait, oh, like in terms of weight. Yeah, yeah like you, okay, I can only do five. I reps can do totally. Yeah. Totally. If you're if you're repping out like 15 reps or something like that, then you're just. It's funny though because I feel like it's. Uh, I feel like every time I read something, then like two days later, I read like the opposite of it. Like I was like, like I I it was like you have to like your last set should truly be two to four, like all this stuff, and sure. then. I said that to someone who used to be a trainer or identifies as having used to be a trainer, the dad of actually the family I nanny. And he was like, that, that's, that's not helping you. Like you should do more higher reps or something. I mean, higher reps is going to kind of, it, it, it'll improve, improve what you got going already, but yeah. you're not going to get the size. Yeah. It's just, right. you won't get size. I want big ass and I want big pecs too. <laughs> that's what, my arms get big kind of quick. I learned about myself in my thirties so far. Yeah. Well, pe- you know, pecs too, so you have to make sure that your back's firing the right way. So that's a big, like the problem that a lot of people have is they, they ignore like the retractive exercises. And so they don't have like a well-developed uh, what, back. What's ever, it's like, like so like, that's like pull, turn, that's like the pull, pull the pull exercises. Yeah. So back specific. So like rows. Oh, yeah. I do rows for sure. Yeah. And so you want to make sure that the, all those muscles are firing properly and that you've like your, your pecs open up the right way so that when you do put mass on, like you get the full, you know, you can go through the full range of motion and you have like the full pec muscle. Yeah. Cause a lot of times people like want to develop their chest. They overtrain their chest and they get a protracted chest because that's all they're doing. Yeah. I think that pecs are more important than abs and no one talks about it. Yeah, I mean it's true. I mean, as as far as the aesthetics, like to have that kind of like capital V yeah. shape, yeah. or like I'm, upside down. I'll never have a capital V because of my, my bone structure naturally is wide at the hips. That's okay. I think you could do it. You yeah. do. I've got to develop your shoulders. I've been trying to develop chest. my shoulders. I yeah. kind of naturally that my shoulders and arms get get muscle more quickly than my yeah. stuff. So if you so if, lean into that, for yeah. sure, and then yeah, build that back and build that chest. Is this what people usually do in this podcast? Where they yeah. just kind of like list body parts they want? Okay, cool. I mean, because no, it's, it's all different, and I mean, those yeah. are the the biggest body part. I mean, like you know, the when you're training and you're focused on like you know the muscle groups, you're going you know legs. Chest, back. Yeah. You know, people want that to be big. Yeah. And usually that means you're lifting heavy. That's That means that you're, like, squatting, you're doing bench press, and you're doing, yeah. you know, deadlifts. What is like your guys' regimen? Um, I do um, – I 
try to just lift heavy. Yeah. Like I'm a big, but I'm also, yeah, I'm focused on it right now. And it's just like, you know, f- five sets of five, like five. Oh yeah. Like the five, heavy. it's not five, like a specific. Yeah. Five by five. Strong so one of my friends swears by the five. Yeah. Five you should look into that. You should I look think into it. I, I think it would, um, it, it would speak to a lot of what you're trying to do. Yeah. Three it's to four not, days a week. It, yeah. That's it, great. It, it always starts with a squat. Uh-huh. And uh, so you're starting every day, every day. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. Interesting. You're, well, you're doing full body every day to some extent. That so, would be actually less stressful because I get so in my head about like, well, this week was super busy and I can only go three times and now like or something where it's like or I'll get to my head about like if certain like certain muscle groups are being more neglected than others. Yeah. Right. So if you're doing that split and like you have like uh, like a busy week and you don't get them, you're just like, oh, shit, I'm, fu- I'm yeah. fucked. I'm- yeah. I, I, I would look so this is like it's very clear uh, it's a two day split yeah basically a five by five so you're doing uh, a squat every day so you're doing on day one you're doing a squat an overhead press and a deadlift and then on day two you're doing a squat a chest a bench press and a bent over row and that's it really? you're doing three exercises so you're in and out quick and you're in and out quick yeah and you're resting for about a minute and a half to three minutes in between each set because once you get heavy you want your you want to push that way so then when you're getting to the point where you're like i don't know if i'm gonna get all five reps in yeah you want to make sure that there's somebody there yeah you know i hate asking other people to spot and but i hate when other people ask sc- me i'm like i'm not here to make friends you yeah, can yeah. scale it to where you don't <laughs> need you can it. scale it where you don't need it you yeah. know like and and especially when you're first starting out with it. And it's an app on your phone. It's yeah. free at first. I mean, if you don't get, like, any of the warm-up or anything, which, you know. You don't need it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, do, um, you could tr- you use it all for free. That appeals to me, too, because also uh, my, my other theory is, like, so I feel like I'm spending too much time at the gym where I'm, like, I believe like, I, it's, I'm definitely making improvements. And yeah. I'm, like, I, I know that I'm doing some things right, but I'm sure that I could do, I could get the same thing for half the time. And yes. I'm adding too much extra stuff. And this I have no whole, idea what. I'm try, scared to change anything because I don't know what. This is the way to do it. And yeah. plus... If you trust the system, your numbers will go up. And it's crazy. And it's just like literally you go like – because at first you'll start and it'll feel light. And you're like five sets of this and then I'm – and then five sets of the next thing, five sets – and you're out in a half hour. You're like, did I even work out today? Yeah, that's amazing. And then – It's 90 minutes I'm spending. But now it's – you know, now I'm in there because I'm getting a lot heavier, lifting a lot heavier. You're in there for the hour. Yeah. And that five reps, you're like, buddy, I don't know if I'm going to be able to do yeah. another set. And it's great. I, I think it'll open up a world to you. Yeah. You know, because it's, what you're doing now is always there for you. Yeah. Right? You could do that. You can go. And you're probably, uh, you sound like me. I mean, I'm even in a little bit of like a neurotic training phase right now to where I'm spending too much time. Yeah. Stuff I know I could probably cut. I don't yeah. know what it's doing for me, totally. you know? But like then I'll feel like oh I didn't do X yeah. Y or Z so I yeah and then you know. I, it changes how I look when I look at myself in the mirror like I'll, I'll see yeah what's of not course. there I forgot yeah. the cable crosses and now yeah my chest and now looks droopy Hillary Rodham Clinton what happened <laughs> <laughs> look at my body yeah. <laughs> but you know the, there's accessory stuff that you can do in it like chin ups and stuff but you don't like at first like don't you just focus on the major lifts interesting I'm gonna try it I think you were very you were very open with us about what you wanted, you yeah. know, shelf booty. Very, big, yeah. But this will, that's literally, this is what this will do the, for that's you. That's amazing. Yeah. It's, it's funny. Cause like, I don't enjoy lifting really. I, I truly enjoy running and I, and so it's like lifting really just comes from a place of vanity for me. Yeah. Whereas running comes from a place of joy. So I would like to open up more time to spend doing cardio that I enjoy. Yeah. 
um, and doing that, like spending less time lifting, but still. Well, that's the thing about this too. It's like overall they focus on you doing this three days a week and on the other days, if you want, have a mess cardio days, like two days a week yeah. or finishing out the workout with cardio. But once you start going heavier, then you want to just kind of yeah. – like maybe only do cardio for like ten or fifteen minutes afterwards, because just so, to get the size. Yeah, on the weight days. Yeah, you on can the weight still days. like do your on running. the other days. Yeah, uh, cool. and you know I think it'll even if you don't stick with it forever, which you probably you'll evolve, but it'll give you that foundation of uh, like a good squat. Yeah, you get really comfortable underweight on the bar, uh-huh. and I think it can do it can give you. Essentially, like if you think of yourself as like a statue, you need to add some more marble to your statue. So right now, all you're doing is just kind of like chiseling and brushing. You yeah. know, this is just going to slap some more marble on yeah, your that's statue. Yeah, that's exactly what I want to do. Yeah. Exactly yeah. I do. So I think this is what this is ultimately what you want to slap for some you. marble. I want to slap some marble. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. We should have started. Who doesn't? We, sh- we should have started with that. Yeah, yeah. slapping marble. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's awesome. That's cool. But yeah. And then I still have this like urge and this like, then it conflicts with like how I want to look is like, I still want to spend like five years. I ran some real, after college, I didn't get a job and I just coached a track team and like just ran a lot. Oh wow. Yeah. I coached wow, this, this track is a huge part of yeah. my life. Yeah. It's a huge part of my life. And I, uh, like all, even like all my friends, like a lot of my day jobs have, I've had a trillion day jobs, but two of them were, I was like working in running stores and like, um, but like when I was coaching a track team, I ju- I was finally healthy. I'd been injured all all college, and so I just like ran truly. A t- like I put in a couple years where I had a, a couple blocks at like hundred mile weeks for a bit. Jeez, and with like tra- with like pretty intense track work, and I always felt like I would be a good marathoner because I just have so little. Ba- like whatever my half marathon like pace is, my five k pace is only like five seconds a mile faster. Like I just can't get much faster. Uh huh. But you could keep it up. But you can keep it up. It up. Yeah. yeah. Wow. So I was always so like, your endurance is bananas. Yes, but I have very little. Like if we raced a hundred, I would get like last versus like Kirsty Alley, right, right, and, right. Um, Who's first and yeah. foremost yeah. and sixty-eight? Who like for the last twenty-four hours has been a huge part of my life. Yeah, and um, <laughs> and um, so like um, so I, I and then I was supposed to race two thousand twelve New York, and I was kind of because I ran some really good halves that year, uh-huh. ran, and uh, or for me really good like good enough where I was like oh like this is I'm getting to a place where I've always wanted to be where like I'm running times that that I are getting to be respectable. And I think I'll, I'm even in better full shape than half shape, but I want to spend another summer and then like nail a fall marathon. And that, by this point I moved into the city, I was um, doing UCB and I was like probably drinking more than I should. And sure. it, it was like not becoming enjoyable to squeeze running in. And I was like, I just have to get to New York. Cause I, I was in the New York city marathon for that fall. And then I'll like, I'll run a good marathon and then I'll call it a career. Yeah. And then it got canceled for Sandy. Oh shit. And then I just, I I already, by that point, it was a kind of a stretch. Like I was like, I'm not going to run as good as I should based on the last three months, but like I I can improv yourself. Yeah. 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 Out of my dreams. Yeah. Yeah. I improv myself out of my dreams. Ah. And, um, zip, zap, zap. We'll do it to you, man. (laughs) Yeah. And then I kind of went through like a weird five years and now I'm like coming out of it. And I'm like, I I do by the time I'm like, I'm 30, by the time I'm 35, I want to run a good marathon. I don't have like a time in mind, but I have a certain amount of training I want to do for a certain amount of time by that. I think if I run it much after 35, I'll always wonder if I could have run faster if I'd done it. Oh, you got to do it. Yeah. I mean, there's there's a it. there's a good race in you. It doesn't feel yeah. like you've had it yet. No, it has. You know? I, I, no. I, the, the, it, it, like to have my, this much passion for it? Yeah. My senior year spring season is like 
the that, closest that, that's, and then my peak. two and my two halves that I raced in 2012 like those are that's peak my, Owen that's peak Owen yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I, I, I do like I would be very sad I think in like 20 years if I was like I never like got on the yeah. line and, and raced a marathon wow training. so but then that'll that'll make me look not the way I want but I'll just have to bite the bullet well, I mean, you know, I mean, adding some weight on, uh, yeah. You know, then I, it's, I'll then, do these six months of like five, 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 and then I'll like, um, which is a Domino's deal, not the workout, but, yeah. um, <laughs> and then I will um, hopefully have like a good foundation, and like, and then I'll just l- work out like two, like left like two or three times a week and run a lot. Yeah, yeah you adjust it for your uh, marathon training, but yeah. that'll you Sports know all, specific. Yeah, but that'll it'll a lot of it will stick with you, or yeah, or part, not. So, I think not it'll improve probably my base level speed. And I, stuff. Would, I, I would guess so. that it would. I would think so, yeah. I think yeah. you're going to get a benefit in force production, you know, yeah. that you'll be able to see, you know, racing. Now, how that how that amortizes out over 26.2 miles, who knows? Yeah, but yeah. I think it could do something for sure. Yeah, I mean, some of the best runners are, like, uh, squatting a ton. Yeah. And some I of them bet. have good asses. Some runners have good asses, and I want that kind of to be out there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that I said Because you assume, you assume that you assume they're they all, like, like, flat. Yeah. yeah. You assume they're all flat, but yeah. some of them have Not all pancake ones. asses. Yeah. yeah. Some of them got Sometimes some biscuits. You can see, yeah. yeah. Sometimes some cake. Under, underneath yeah. <laughs> underneath that, uh, that, that uh, fanny pack might be a butt. <laughs> but don't assume. Be nice yeah. to all runners, because you never know which ones have great asses. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's, a good, that's a good tip leaving this podcast. But... Um, what, since you were a track coach and stuff for people that are out there that, um, don't really run that much, what's a, like a decent workout? Um, I would say start by just building what we would call a base, which is like all just, um, like aerobic energy. So just like think about it in terms of time spent running and not distance is I think a good way to, um, Jerry Shoemaker, who I allude to has famously as a system that he even has all his pros do for counting their mileage called Jerry miles. Cause it's a big thing in running, like kind of like a pissing contest of like miles per week and, and everyone tabulates that. But like, um, but like Jerry makes his runners figure them out by, uh, by figuring out their Jerry miles, which means like every, like every male training under Jerry has to, has to, uh, if he signs them eight miles, it's like they have to assume eight minute, seven minute pace, no matter what pace they're running and then round up to the nearest five and so, like, they're all running all the pro. They're running their easy runs at like probably below six minute pace. But like, um, so you end up running. But his point is that like your body doesn't know how much ground you're covering. It's just amount. It's just about like having like it, for your easy runs. It really doesn't matter if you're running hard. Like, it's you're not getting much more from running like. Oh uh, right. And and so I would do that for a few months where you're just running. Be like, start wherever you are. Like, I'm gonna run 20 minutes a day. I'm gonna run however long. Or if you need to start like walk running, you do that. Right. And then once you're like in a place where you're running like I don't know 45 minutes a day comfortably, and it, you could kind of have a conversationally even, then like add like pretty specific track work where it's like there's basically different systems. There's a book called the Jack Daniels running formula. Cause Jack Daniels is a famous um, running coach. Mm, and, I don't know. Uh, and um, <laughs> he breaks it down in, in really simple terms that are easy to understand. But like if you're training for a half mar- marathon, you there's different systems. Like the most important thing to work for like a half marathon is um, your lactate threshold system, which is like your body clearing out lactic acid. So you want to do a lot of work, uh, at your lactate threshold, which, which is like, um, 
basically just like do base work for a long time and then do more specific workouts around the pace of the that you're trying to run for Got it. So before you were like, I want to do 10 miles. It's not, you don't start there. No, you start yeah. with like, you've just got to like get out there for 20 minutes, yeah. get out there for 30. And then once you have like, like you said, 45 minutes, then you can start to examine like, like specific or like how far am I getting in 45 yeah. minutes? And what that will look like will depend on what distance you're training for. And like what, how much rest you got, how much, um, how fast you're running reps, the distance of the reps, yeah. like that, that kind of thing. I see. If you're, if you're into crystal, if you party with Tina or if you're, <laughs> you're shooting heroin, yeah, you know, you got to look at those. You yeah. just got to look at the, yeah. Yeah. Just the time spent doing the drugs. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's just yeah. time spent. It doesn't doing matter drugs. what drugs you're doing. Just the time does. spent. Time spent doing it. Time spent doing it. Oh, okay. I get it. Time yeah. under the influence. Time <laughs> under the influence yeah, is what it is. Yeah. Shoemaker's got an interesting Yeah. Thing Shoemaker's on that. got it. Man. Shoemaker's so drug. Shoemaker's <laughs> got it. Right? I love Jerry Shoemaker. His, he coaches the Bowerman Babes, which is, as I said, my favorite oh, group. Oh, yeah. cool. Wait. So, how do you follow? So it's hard. It's hard. <laughs> it is. It's like, lot, you, you have to look it up. It's a lot of websites. It's a lot of message boards. Yeah. It's a lot of like NBC. Uh, like sports yeah. channel. I feel like you could, I feel like there's there. Cause the way you describe it, I could get into yeah. the problem is I can't do all that leg work. Yes. It takes a lot of homework for yeah, sure. There's not, there's you, not a 30 for 30. There's not like a, there's not like a, um, like a, a like a hard knocks. Yeah. The way they have it. Hard for knocks would be great. Like yes. a, like a slick, well-produced HBO or even Netflix when they're at their best style. Yeah. Like docu series. Yeah. What's frustrating is even when the once in a blue moon it'll be on like NBC Sports. And sure. Even that's rare. But like, um, but the people that get to announce it are like ex football players who truly don't know or care what they're yeah. watching. So I mean, like, they're they're at the same time just they just did like eight episodes of Wipeout. Right. So yeah. then they're like <laughs> they're like moving on and they're just like sure these yeah. guys are just running. So all the things that make the race interesting they're not talking about. Sure. And they're just like adding like fluff or human interest stuff and it's like it's like they think this is inherently boring and they have to say things to make it or like, like in, golf in the the most interesting race of the entire. Olympic cycle is the Olympic trials. Cause it's like most countries do a thing where they just kind of like have a council that looks at how everyone's been running and like kind of subjectively the makes, high council and they sit in the front. Like, in, yeah. And there's fire and, <laughs> and Jeff Probst is very involved and, um, we're in a choker. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but we get it. You're on, you're on some fucking Island. Somewhere. You're a fucking dress. Like <laughs> yeah, we, get it. we get it. Um, but USA does a thing where like we like two months before have like a meet and, People race and there's standards you have to have run already, but like the top three people in that race with those standards on that day are the ones that go to the Olympics. So it's like thrilling. It's a oh, huge, shit. Yeah, it's a huge because it affects everyone's contracts for the next four years. It affects who's going to still yeah. be a pro after that after the cycle and like it just like who can run the fastest that day and and you've everything that's kind of happened over the last four years is kind of all important only in relevance to this one meet. Fuck. And um, so it's like, it's so... Four years best, for one yeah. day. It's a week-long track meet and some, it's the best week or of for one four week. years. Yeah. And, um, but like in the 10K final of the Olympic trials, like the, uh, we're like in a race, because, and this is why distance also is more interesting to me than sprinting, is like a, a 10K is 26 laps around an outdoor track. And like, um, so it's like, but but some people have better kicks. Some people are like stronger aerobically. So like, how fast each of those laps are going will will be important to like the outcome of the race in terms of when we get to like the twenty fifth lap, like what's going to happen next will depend on like how fast the twelfth lap was or whatever. Yeah, and like during the race, during the most important ten k race for U.S. fans of the year, like NBC cut away and had like an interview oh with one of their wives about like 
their kids because oh. they were like, let's make it interesting. And then like they came back, they didn't tell us any of the splits that we'd missed, and <sighs> and it was like it wow. was torture. Yeah. Well, the the only thing I know about this <laughs> is like from Prefontaine, from Without Limits or whatever. And I just knew he's a real gutsy runner. Yeah, he was someone who would never, he would always take it out. Yeah, so he had to push the pace, but if it got to where they were all running slow, somebody that like was bigger and had better kick at yeah. the end would just smoke him in the, totally. you know, so that, he had to like get out there and push yeah. everybody to so tire yeah. them all out. Like so Shalane that, Finnegan won the New York City Marathon, not this past fall, but the previous one. And if everyone ran, if everyone got in line and ran the 26.2 miles as fast as they could, she would not have won. But it, but no one made a move until 20 miles, and she was able to... Right, you mentioned that earlier. Yeah, yeah it was a slower race, and then she was able to just, like, yeah. put on the afterburners at the end. Yeah, and, and especially in, like, my, it, my every single miler thinks they have the best kick in every race that they're in, and only one of them does. So it's, like, sometimes people <laughs> yeah. really, like, let it go, go into the last, like, 200 meters, and then it's, like, only one of you is going to win, and some, yeah, five of you are wrong. I'm you're so, so into it. it. Yeah, I'm it builds, into it. It builds the tension if they hang sure. with you. So you're watching the splits, and you're like, oh, shit, so-and-so has got to get out there and push or you got to totally. slow them down or whatever or just luck of the draw everybody's weirdly running slow yeah you know? i um yeah that kind of makes the race more of a payoff at yeah the and end. also no one wants to lead because like leading does uh it's like strategically oh not a, not the best place to be yeah but also sometimes well, you start you like to. negotiating against yourself yeah basically you know but when i get famous i want to be a, um a announcer for track and field and be an amazing ambassador Ooh. for the sport. I think you could do, like, I think you there's something for you, because you're obviously funny, yeah, so you could bring you. that to it. Uh, <laughs> I said obviously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't say you're surprising. I, I noticed I, it. One time I did interviews for a website called Flow Track after the Fifth Avenue Mile, and it, it was fun, but then I've watched them subsequently, and they're, like, so psycho. Like, I'm asking the most, like, Jenny Simpson's our best female miler, and she won, and I was just like, so you're, I was like, I just asked very involved questions that were also kind of douchey. Like, I was just like, <laughs> so you, how do you walk away from this season seeing as, like, you ran really well at World Championships in today, but you're, the rest of your season you ran kind of slow? And she was, like, kind of taken aback, and she was like, oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's a, that's a question. Um, <laughs> <laughs> they're used to, like, the platitudes, like, hey, yeah. give 100%, yeah. make sacrifice. Totally. Oh, your shirt's purple. Yeah. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. A really common term in running is, like, honest race, which means basically what Pri would do, where it's, like, run as hard as you can from the gun or at least like run like a respectable pace and don't wait for the kick. And, um, at the NCAA cross country championships, which is another one of my favorite days of the year, someone was interviewing the women's <laughs> champion. And there was favorite day of the year. <laughs> yeah, that's good. It's so cross When is it? When is that? It's, uh, it's like the Saturday before Thanksgiving. Got it. And it's so thrilling because, like, often, like, track, like, everyone's all split up. Like, some people are racing the mile, some people are racing the 10K, some people are racing the 5K. But for cross country, there's only one race, everyone over one distance. And it's like, you'll see milers racing, like, 5K guys and stuff. But, um, and then it's just like, Fine. I'm also an obsessive person and I'm obsessed with kind of like the, anytime we're like humans are like kind of ranked on an arbitrary like, like I love like the royal family I think that's cool how everyone has a number and um <laughs> but um the, someone interviewing the NCAA champ at cross country literally was like sorry I usually follow football what does an honest race mean and it's just like you it, it would be like after the Super Bowl asking like someone like what is a touchdown yeah, yeah. Be like, and Jesus. then they have to kind of explain to you the what sport. is sports ball <laughs> yeah. just like just fucking learn a little bit for, yeah. before yeah. you do this you fucking idiot. so I do, I do want to cover track and field that'd be amazing it's so interesting to me one day um uh for for the listeners out there though um when what races can be are coming up are coming up well right now we're in a weird kind of dead period we're okay. like um ncaa indoors is coming up i'm sure i'm sure that's behind a paywall but um 
the pro outdoor season will gear up in like March and that'll, Oh, USA championships for indoor for pros is coming up maybe next weekend on Staten Island. Uh-huh. If, if you want to watch it. And then, um, and then but the big ones are like NCAA indoors, us indoors. And then like once the, um, once the like season gets going outdoors, it'll be really fun. Our USA championships are in July this year, which is rare because randomly world championships are in October. They're usually in August. Into- Mm. Um, yeah. And then, but the Boston will be really good. Like, especially our, we only have one good male marathoner right now who could like kind of compete with the Africans, but we have like five women right now who like in any other kind of generation would be like our best. Wow. So it's cool. Cause every, every spring marathon we have like someone who could win the women's race. That's awesome. Yeah. I'm into it. I'm in. I'm in. Yeah. Yeah. You made a believer. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, sweet. Um, uh, is there anything you'd like to plug before uh, we uh, we split with you today? Plug your podcast. Yeah, yeah. Sure. yeah listen to my podcast, um, Seek Treatment with Cat and Pat on Forever Dog Network. We yes. talk about boys, sex, fucking dating, and love. Great. <laughs> Great. Pretty straightforward. Yeah. yeah. Clear. Yeah, very yeah. clear of what they do. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You can find that anywhere you find your podcast, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. Um, very cool. Uh, what about, uh, can people find you social yes, media-wise? My, this is a very controversial, but I have different Twitter and Instagram handles. Here we go. Wow. Owen. But, Owen. Yeah. Reckless branding. So, yeah. Reckless branding. <laughs> my, Twitter inst- my Twitter handle is P-O-Regan, R-E-G-A-N, and my um, Instagram handle is Pat Riggs, P-A-T-R-E-E-G-S, which is not how you spell my last name. Yeah. That's what I went with. And, and, uh, and, and sag your Pat Regan. And so, yeah, yeah, and yeah, sag yeah. Pat Regan. <laughs> okay, good. If Real, people want to find you on IMDb. Real mess for your future right. publicist, yeah. whatever that is. If you find a Pat Regan that's babyface psycho, that's not me and that's a crime. Yeah. <laughs> uh, JFL. Uh, so good. They're uh, crushing in front of those leprechauns. leprechauns. <laughs> Love it. Just for Hot of gold. Uh, if you want to find us, the dumbbells, you can do so at uh, social media. All are at the dumbbells. Uh, or you can email us at askthedumbbells at gmail.com. And on behalf of myself and Eugene Cordero, the dumbbells, and our wonderful guest today, Pat Owen. Regan. Pat Owen Regan. Owen Regan. Uh, we would like to remind everybody that's out there listening to Train Dirty. Eat clean. And live betwixt. That was a hit,